Hey friends, I have one thing to ask of you before this podcast begins. My heart behind my podcast is for it to touch as many women as possible so that they can grow in their faith and know that they are not alone on their journey to heaven. I can't do this without your help. So I want to encourage you to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and share today's episode with just one friend who you think would grow by listening to today's conversation. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. Hey there, I'm Whitney, your host of the Abundantly Yours podcast. I'm a wife, college student, and entrepreneur ready to strive for sainthood right alongside you. Jesus put this podcast on my heart as a way to serve you better, so I am so pumped that you are here. I'll be hanging with you every Monday and Thursday to chat all things discovering your purpose, cultivating a relationship with Jesus, and everything else in between. Are you ready to fully step into who God created you to be? Let's do this, girl. Hello, Cameron, and welcome to the podcast. I'm super excited to have you back again for the last episode of our Saints series, um, talking about St. Andrew. So welcome, Cameron. Thanks, Whitney. Yeah, it's so great to be back. Um, Really loved getting to be a part of the Letter to Women series and super pumped, especially about talking um, about St. Andrew. Um, Just for everyone's backstory right now, um, it's currently like eight o'clock on a Tuesday night. Um, So we're just hanging out here. Um, If if we're yawning, if we don't talk in a straight line and have to correct ourselves, that's why. So just being vulnerable because, you know, know, we're doing what works. God makes your path to him, but it doesn't necessarily end up being straight. So (laughs) literally, yes. So I'm excited. Um, Before we dive in, would you introduce yourself in case there are new listeners who didn't listen to the previous episode you were on? Absolutely. Um, My name's Cameron. I live in Houston, Texas, and I currently work full-time for a Catholic nonprofit. Um, And I also co-host the Holy Spontaneity podcast with a college friend of mine, Karen. Um, And right now I'm just living life and working on my job and my podcast and, um, you know, kind of chilling in the evenings. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, Karen and I just talked for probably 30 minutes about um, rest and how bad we both need to do better at resting um, yeah. and like giving ourselves permission to like not be productive. So um, yeah, we just had a long conversation and it was so good. Um, so if anyone needs that snippet of advice before we begin, give yourself some permission to rest because it's needed. Yes, um, you, don't, you don't have to do things that make you feel productive. Yeah. Resting is productive. Yes. It's healing. I think we're going to do a podcast episode about this here like in the fall um, because I think we could talk about this forever. But um, <laughs> let's talk yeah. about St. Andrew. Um, do you want to share, you know, kind of who he was, what his life was about? Um yeah, feel free to just take it from there. Yeah, absolutely. So um, St. Andrew, he was one of the 12, um, brother of Simon Peter, and one of the very first called to be an apostle for Christ. Um, he and his brother Simon were um, fishermen, and, you know, he really kind of struck me as um, – just a fun like saint friend specifically because he wasn't super like popular um i guess you could say he was only named in the bible like a handful of times and most of the time it was because he was being listed as like one of the 12 
Um, so I guess you could kind of say that he was like not necessarily a background mm -hmm. apostle, but he wasn't, you know, the forefront. Everybody talks about Simon Peter and um and then of course we get into Judas and and the betrayal there, but um and James and John, but Saint Andrew was um I think a really pivotal um apostle for Jesus's ministry. Um so yeah, he's really great. Yeah. Yeah, I um looked up just briefly a while back about Saint Andrew and just like who he was and yeah what stuck out to me too was that like yeah, he was one of the first people to follow Jesus and so it's like wow like you know this man who comes to earth proclaiming he's God um <laughs> and then like is chooses to follow him um yeah. I gotta look up I gotta google this before I say something what's Saint actually I'll ask you was Saint Andrew the one who was told to cast put their nets down um and trust the lord that like they were going to catch their fish was that saint andrew yeah andrew um andrew peter and then like james and john they were all out fishing and the jesus was like hey cast your net yeah. and then he they were the one you know jesus was like um i'll make you fishers of men yeah. um and it's funny because so we only know only john's gospel lists saint andrew as a disciple of john the baptist um, who introduced, um, Andrew to Jesus. And then as soon as Andrew saw Jesus, he was like, this is the Messiah. This is the son of God. And he ran and told Simon Peter. Um, so he was responsible for bringing our very first Pope to Christ. Um, which is something that I, I definitely want to get into a little bit later on in the, in the episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Andrew plays a really, um, large part of being that disciple, being that like networker for Christ, if yeah. you will. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that so much. And where are all of my current brides to be at? Or maybe you know of a girlfriend currently planning her wedding? If you said yes to either of those questions, listen up. Wedding planning shouldn't be stressful. After all, you're planning the biggest and one of the most holiest days of your life. White Lily Weddings is a Catholic wedding planning company dedicated to creating holy marriages modeled after Mary and Joseph, which stand out like a lily among the thorns in today's society. Marie and her team at White Lily Weddings offers your typical planning packages such as full service, month of management, etc., but they also offer 100% customizable planning packages to fit your exact needs and budget. If you are a Catholic bride, or you know of one, be sure to check out whitelilyweddings.com or follow them on Instagram at white.lily.weddings. All of the information is in the episode description. I'll kind of get into our next question because I know this will talk kind of about St. Andrew and things. Um, and so um, I figured a great question. Um, Cameron actually um, proposed this one to me um, of um, what does it mean to be a disciple and leading people to Jesus? And so I think this is a great question to kind of wrap up our Saint series too as we finish um, the series for June, but if you want to go ahead and share your thoughts on, yeah, what, how do we be a disciple? How do we do that? What does that mean? Um, yeah, feel free to just share anything. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think there are a couple different ways that we could approach being a disciple. Um, you know, we, we know as Catholics that, 
um, it's, it's not just faith alone. It's also works and, um, actions and the love of Christ that we show to others. So yes, while we could be, um, you know, one of those missionaries who goes to a different country or it goes to a different state or puts on retreats for people, things like that. We can also be a disciple for Christ just by showing Christ's love. Um, and I think that's something that Andrew did really, really well. Um, so as we read through the Gospels, we know that Andrew is also the disciple who approached Jesus and said, hey, there's this boy. He has five loaves and two fish. Um, and there came the miracle of like the feeding of the 5,000. So Andrew plays really pivotal parts, um, but he's so small, you know, he's so small. Um, and I think sometimes that, you know, we're not meant to be all like highlighted and this big character and, um, you know, very popular or known very well. You know, Father Mike Schmitz plays um, that he he would he was called for that, um, and he does it so well. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you have someone who's not very well known, but maybe they go and speak love into the lives of you know patients in a nursing home yeah. who have dementia, who are very old, who don't know what's going on, who can hardly talk or um, eat. And that is being a disciple just as much as Father Schmitz and, you know, all of all of that with, you know, the Bible in a year and the catechism in a year. And I love those. I yes. follow along with those too. Um, but I think there are a couple different ways that we can approach being a disciple. Yeah. And I think that Andrew approached being a disciple with sort of like the quiet um, step back, less, less so than Peter did, you know? Um, so yeah, I think there are a couple different ways that we could be a disciple. Yeah. And I think that St. Andrew gives us a really wonderful example of what it means um, to be a disciple for Christ in like the, the more um, quiet, maybe more like honestly social networking way, you know, yeah. the way he brought the boy to Jesus. Um, you know, and Jesus tells them you're going to be fishers of men. And Andrew absolutely lives up to that calling for sure. Yeah. No, I love that. And I, I love how you mentioned being a disciple is like being, you know, the love of Christ to others. Um, Cause I think that's really as simple as it is. I think we think we need this big old plan, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we're like, okay, like step one, how do I do this? Step two, how do I do this? Step three, what's next? Like, and I really think through our daily actions and through the way that, like, you know, we experience the Lord's love is the same way we can share that with others. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I think sometimes disciple, like, that seems like such a big word of like, okay, disciple, like, all I have to do is like, follow the Lord and that's it. Like, that's my, you know, that's what the, the disciples did, but the disciples also shared the Lord with others. And um, you know, invited the Lord in through their work in, as disciples. Um, and so I just think that's another kind of a reminder of like, it, it is simpler than we think, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because I think all the saints 
tell us that. Um, they always tell us it's it's very simple. It's just love. It's very simple. Um, and I think we complicate it. I think we absolutely take it and run with it and kind of warp it a little bit into, well, I need to do this or I need to do that. I need to be, I need to prove myself as like worthy of this calling that I've been asked, you know, to do. Um, and, you know, I don't know if you ever feel like that sometimes or like I, I need to feel, uh, I need to prove that I was called to do this podcast and to do your ministry in your shop. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you don't, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that a lot of times we feel like we, um, need to prove ourselves as like good disciples and good apostles. And, um, we really don't, it's, it's very simple. It is love. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think also bouncing off what you just said of like, um, needing to prove ourselves, we also feel like, um, we have to do all these things, you know, um, to be a good disciple or to, you know, to do all these things, excuse me. Um, and it's like, no, like really, like, like you said, like, it is just simply loving those around us. Um, and through that love reflecting Jesus to them. And so, um, yeah, it's easy to be like, okay, like, to be a disciple, like I have to lead a Bible study and um, also be a part of a Bible study. And then I have to also, you know, maybe like have a one-on-one Bible group, you know, like a, like a disciple kind of a thing. Um, I'm just thinking of the focus program discipleship, you know, yes. like disciple someone. Um, and I have to do all these things. And it's like, why, why? Like we, we know we don't have to earn our salvation. Mm-hmm. It's been given to us. And so like, yeah. We overcomplicate it, especially um, if you're a woman like us, you know? <laughs> yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I really love that Andrew kind of takes that and, and really runs with it. Mm-hmm. And he does so also after, you know, um, Jesus's resurrection mm-hmm. because, you know, we have the Acts of the Apostles afterwards. But Andrew's not really talked much about. We know that he's the patron saint of fishermen and uh, like Russia and Scotland. And um, it's it's funny because I think that we're not told about Andrew like so much for that reason. Yep. You know, there, there are lots of kind of like, I guess, speculation about like how he died. Was it the X-shaped cross? Is that where the flag comes mm-hmm. from? Um, you know was it, you know, how many different places did he go? Where did he die? You know, his, his remains were in like several different places and, and all that sort of thing. And I kind of really love that because I think it goes totally back into, um, this theme surrounding Andrew of, I am like a fisher of man. Like I am just, like the social networker that brings people to Christ, but doesn't necessarily need to be in front of the camera. You know, I, I am the one who is kind of behind the scenes and I lead everyone there and maybe they can take the spotlight and I'm going to sit back, Mm -hmm. but I know that I am still loving the Lord with everything that I have. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I really love that aspect of Andrew that we don't have a whole lot of information. Mm -hmm. And I do love that about every saint that we, we kind of, don't have a a whole lot of information Mm -hmm. about, um, in terms of like maybe how they died or where all they went or what all they did, because, um, it's a mystery. And there are so many things about the Catholic church and the Trinity that 
have been a mystery are a mystery will continue to be a mystery um and I think there's something very beautiful in that no I love that and I think it I think it kind of allows us to imagine a little bit too like Mm -hmm. um you know we know imaginative prayer um yes and it's really cool and even um you know just placing yourself in the shoes of these saints of this of the of the things we do know about them like mm-hmm. you know how would have saint andrew approached jesus about you know the five loaves and the two fish like how how would he have approached that like what would he have looked like like what did these saints you know like look like i know we have images on quite a few of them but like you know like what did they look like at all stages of their life like what did they look like as a baby because these disciples you know especially like you know, we have our modern day saints that we have more, you know, photos yeah. and information on, but we go like way, way back, you know, to when Jesus was on the earth of like, what did these, you know, disciples and followers of Christ look like throughout all of their life? And like, in even just like, look like their looks is just one aspect of the imagery we get to play with of like, mm-hmm. what was the scene like? What did it look like? Um, and I think that can be really powerful for prayer of allowing ourselves to like, imagine what would have happened or what could have happened that we might not know. Yeah. And I really love the TV show, The Chosen. Um, and like specifically for that reason that it allows us to enter into imaginative prayer. Um, maybe if you need like a little more structure, yeah. um, some people prefer like movies to books, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, I really allow the freedom that like the gospel um, and, you know, books in general, um, allow me to like picture characters, et cetera, like that. But yeah. I really love what the chosen does is kind of gives you a little bit of the backstories that, you know, you don't read about, um, gives them more of a personality, gives them more character. And um, there's this one aspect that I really love about Andrew in the chosen. Mm-hmm. And it's that he is actually a pretty anxious person. Um, and he's portrayed as kind of being the worrier. Like he, you know, Simon's the one who is just all kind of like gung ho. Okay, let's do it. He's very hot headed. Um, and Andrew's kind of the one who's like, okay, wait, hold on a second. Like, let's think about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and during um, the most recent season, Jesus is doing his Sermon on the Mount. And one of the things that he says is, you know, um, the verse that, that goes like, therefore, do not be anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be given you besides. And first of all, I, that really, it really struck me that it was something that resonated with Andrew within the TV show. Um, because that's my verse for this year is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Um, and so I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so funny that I'm speaking about St. Andrew and, this was something that resonated with him or they portrayed this resonating with him within that, um, like within the TV. And um, I just really loved that because Andrew kind of stopped all of the, the craziness, the, the mental, like all the thing, all the overthinking and everything Mm -hmm. like that. It was like, Oh wait, yes, I can rest in the, presence of the Lord, seeking him only, bringing all of these things to Jesus, focusing on Jesus, and it's going to be okay, and it's going to turn out. Yeah. Um, and I I really love that because it's 
it's what we need to do as disciples. You know, how can we bring Christ's love to all of these people um, if we're not trusting in the Lord ourselves? And I think a lot of it comes from, um, yeah, there's a sacrificial love there that, you know, Mother Teresa lived in spiritual dryness for a long time. Um, and it's possible that Andrew did too, having Jesus right there with him. Um, you know, it's very possible that he lived in spiritual dryness too, but he was still able to take that sacrificial love and, and show it to other people, bring people to Christ, um, so much so that he became a martyr. Um, and I, I think that it's a really important aspect to keep in mind that sometimes, you know, sometimes your life is going to feel um, as though you don't have the answers, you're not fulfilled or, or something like that. But being a disciple, such like Andrew did, of still going out and bringing these people to Christ, being a fisher of men, um, being the, the social networker for Christ, if you will. Yeah. Um, I really, I really love that phrase. Yeah, um, <laughs> I love it too. It's awesome. Yeah. So, but, but doing that, like it's, it's okay. There's no one right way. Yeah. Like you are still going to be met where you're at. Now God's not going to keep you where yeah. you are. That's not what he does. You know, yeah. he, he wants to call you to perfection. We are called, we are asked to be perfect like God. Yeah. Um, we won't reach that without God's grace ever, yep. but we're called to. Um, but yeah, I, I think that it's a really beautiful reminder that, um, a, you need to be poured into, like if you're going to pour out into other people, you yeah. need spiritual formation as well. Yeah. Um, that's what Andrew needed to kind of, you know, reset, refresh and keep going. Yeah. Um, but B, like pouring out is still a form of sacrificial love, which is what we're called to do as disciples. So yeah, I would say that Andrew's a perfect example of what it means to kind of be um, a disciple by works yeah. and by acts. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that so much. And I I haven't started watching The Chosen yet um, at the time of our recording. Um, I was going to watch it today, but I had a whole bunch of rosaries to make. And I'm like, I want to be able to have my eyes on the TV the entire time. So I'm not like missing the details or, yeah. you know, so yeah. I'm like, because like, that was my goal. But I'm like, it might be kind of like a, a postpartum thing for me. I was about to say, this will be really great when you're up at 3 a.m. nursing your baby. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm excited to have something that I know is like wholesome for me um, yeah. and life-giving and not like, you know, mm-hmm. something that's yeah, not. No, I, I completely agree. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've heard so many good things about The Chosen. So, um, yeah, I haven't started watching it yet. I didn't know it was on Amazon Prime until... I don't know. My friend told me about it like a month ago. <laughs> yeah, like, I think really? it's on Netflix too. Yeah. Karen and I just did an episode over The Chosen. Um, so I and I think I said that it's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, that's good to know and great for anyone listening too. Like, and it's a great way to, I mean, like all of those saints that were made during the time of Jesus that are in the episodes. It's, it's cool. And like I said, I've never seen it, but like how they do, how you mentioned, like bringing them to life, um, mm-hmm. and giving them a personality and more of a character of like, you know, cause I do think, and I might've mentioned this in some of the other Saint series episodes, but like the saints are not just statues, especially the old saints. So like St. Andrew and the disciples who yes. you know, were, were existent at the time of Jesus. And obviously no one is still living who was there at that time. Um, like they're, they're more than just these statues in our church. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it's super easy to kind of like to think that of like like they're just a, like just a representation of the church but it's like no they were human too they have their own story and so I think yeah. that's you know with the chosen that it's a great way to take part in the saints lives and just the life of Jesus but um mm-hmm. yeah so that's a good call to action for um today's episode is to go find the chosen um you know and it's like it's it's wholesome like I said wholesome life-giving content to be consuming um and I'm excited because like I growing up I don't really know a whole lot about the bible stories or things because um we just never I didn't go to a catholic school my parents we never really read the bible together um, we did our prayers together but we never really read the bible and so um mm-hmm. I know that'll be a great way to kind of learn more about those stories and see them, um, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a really great opportunity to kind of get to know, um, just, just everyone. And, you know, it, it's, it's really great watching, um, everyone's growth, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. Everyone's growth. Um, and I can see how they have formed Andrew, um, based off of what is very little written about him yeah. in the Gospels, but taking that small role that he plays and making sure it's well known that even just a little tiny little bit um, makes all the difference yeah. for thousands of people when they were fed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that um, it's a great opportunity for people to learn mm-hmm. who um, these saints were and who Christ was. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but um, I wanted to, I wanted to bring up one more thing about yeah. St. Andrew. Um, there is a novena mm-hmm. that's called the St. Andrew's Christmas novena. Um, and it is prayed um, for the preparation of, our hearts for Christ coming during Advent. Um, so this is prayed throughout Advent starting, I think like November 30th um, and going through Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, it's prayed 15 times a day and it is um, staunchly believed that those who pray this um, will obtain whatever they're praying for. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, a beautiful prayer. It is one of, I think the most beautiful prayers that like I have ever have the, had the privilege of praying. Um, and I wanted to go ahead and, um, I wanted to go ahead and like read it. Um, so that people know, um, what it is. So yeah, you pray this 15 times a day. Um, it seems like a lot, but honestly, you know, if you break it up or even if you just do it all at once, um, it's really quick, but it's, I really love that it is called, like it's called the Christmas Novena and it's also called St. Andrew's Novena. And, um, again, I really love it because it's meant to prepare our hearts for Jesus. Um, and I think that's exactly what, St. Andrew was doing, um, again, and like the being a fisher of men. And especially, I I know I mentioned this before, but he told, he's the one who told Simon, like, Hey, I I found the Messiah. Like, let's go meet him. And Simon was like, okay, whatever. And then Simon becomes Peter who becomes our very first Pope. Like that's huge. You know, so if you ever feel like maybe you're a St. Andrew kind of in the background or, um, not, you know, not being in the limelight of something, you might have just found Peter 
the next pope and led him to Jesus. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, here is the prayer for St. Andrew's Christmas Novena. Hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold. And that hour vouchsafe, I beseech thee, O my God, to hear my prayer and grant my desires through the merits of our Savior Jesus Christ and of his Blessed Mother. Yeah. I mean, I think that is the most beautiful prayer, um, especially because it's so descriptive. Like, it is so descriptive of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in the piercing cold. Like, that wasn't talked about a whole lot in the Bible. Like, in the piercing cold, like, Mary had this baby. It was very cold. Um, And I think that it's a beautiful representation of what it means to bring people mm-hmm. to Christ. Like, yeah. Yeah. I love so. that. No. And thank you for touching on that. Cause sometimes we forget that novena, like novenas with the saints exist. That's something I haven't mentioned in the other episode. Yeah. Um, and so this one's obviously a little bit different than the typical, you know, like nine day rosary novena. Right. Um, yes. But yeah. So like any saint, um, you can pray novena um, with them or Mm-hmm. you know, with their intercession, um, nine mm-hmm. days leading up to their, um, their feast day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you're, have a saint that you love, go find when their feast day is, you can find a, a prayer that goes with their feast, um, yeah. you know, and pray that. And cons- it's a cool way to encounter a saint, um, in their intercession, especially, um, I know I've mentioned this in other saint episodes too, of like finding that saint that, you know, maybe you have that same struggle, um, that they did. Um, and praying with them um, in that novena with them um, and allowing them to pray for you as well. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I didn't even, I've heard of the St. Andrew novena, but never really like, I feel like um, Black Friday, Thanksgiving and Christmas is like the, like the most craziest time of my life being a small business owner. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to take part in this this year. Um, it'll be so fun. Yeah. You'll get to, hey, you'll get to rest in it. Yeah. You sit back and rest in it. Yeah, sure. I know. I'm excited. Um, yeah, there's just it's just so cool how we can encounter the saints too, uh, mm-hmm. and how like some of them will stalk us. Some of them, you know, like will come around for specific seasons of our life. Some of them are like, you know, just people we always look up to. Like they're just stinking cool people, man. Yes, they <laughs> so are. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Do you have an upcoming Catholic wedding in your calendar, a wedding invitation hanging on your fridge, or even an upcoming wedding shower? Are you wanting to gift them something meaningful that will have a positive impact on your marriage? Look no further. I've created the perfect gift. My bride and groom rosary set is so, so perfect for the Catholic wedding you have coming up. Use code PODCAST for 10% off your purchase. The link is in the show description. Do you have, I don't know, I know you mentioned, you know, we don't have a whole lot on St. Andrew. Um, do you have a favorite quote by him? Do we have quotes that he, of words he said? Do you have one at all? Oh, not off the top of my head. I don't know. Okay. Um, no worries. I just wanted to ask. Yeah, no, I don't think so. But that would be a really great um, kind of like deep dive for someone to go into for sure. Yeah, I'm I like, I just like quickly Googled like, it. There's not a whole lot. Like, yeah, you know, usually there's like, thousands of images 
Um, you know, it's funny. They usually depict him as like a really old man with a long beard. Yeah. Um, and holding a book. And um, I think sometimes we forget that these disciples were people around Jesus's age, yeah. maybe a little younger, maybe a little older. Um, but, but yeah, they traveled with him very far, very wide, like for long amounts of time. So yeah, yeah these, these people were around Jesus's age. They were like in their either late twenties or, you know, in the early, early, mid, late thirties. So, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, is sometimes, you know, we, we just find these like depictions of, of saints and you're kind of like, mm, I don't know about that. Yep. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's like St. Therese, you know, you see her as a young, you know, because she was a young saint when she died. Um, but yeah, you like, like if you, if there's, like I said, like if there's the content and the resources out there, like look up pictures of the saints at different ages. Like I said, if there's, if we have that information, um, because it can be really cool, like, or even just like search, I'm sure you could probably Google search something like saints who are in their 20s, you know, and like mm-hmm. pictures will come up of just like, yeah, like, they're human. Like, they walk through this same season. Like, they went through puberty, too. Like, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, as we kind of begin to wrap up, what is one piece of advice you want every young Catholic woman to know? This can relate to St. Andrew or not, but I'd love to hear what's on your heart today. Um, well, I kind of want to bring it back to what we said, what we were talking about earlier at the very beginning, um, that resting is a good thing. I'm not talking about sloth. I'm not talking about having no willpower or being lazy. I'm talking about genuinely resting either in Christ's presence or um, just going to sleep. Um, Sleep is so healing. Rest is so healing. And um, give yourself grace. Like, you know, I was traveling a lot this past weekend for work um, and came back and knew that I needed to rest, even though I felt weird for not being quote unquote productive. Um, but rest is productive. Like it's healing your body. So, um, if you don't feel like you have the time to rest or, um, you feel like you need to be very productive, um, to have a purpose or something like that, um, this is your permission to rest if you really need that validation. Um, but yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. No, I would say, I would say rest. Well mm-hmm. said. Um, and we mentioned this, we talked about this earlier, um, but like, you know, Jesus rested too. Um, yes. The saints rested too. <laughs> you know, yeah. like um, we aren't superhumans. You know, we shouldn't put this expectation on ourselves to have to do all these things all the time. Although quite often we probably put that expectation on ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. It's not healthy when we, obsess over it either um because sometimes we obsess over the 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 feeling and the satisfaction of being productive um and so yeah I love how you said like this is your permission to rest Mm -hmm. um and that's something that I've had to work on through the last couple months of pregnancy um just like my body can't do as much um and I know when this episode comes out I will learn a whole new level of rest with a newborn um and so yeah like allowing yourself to rest and not having to have such high expectations on ourselves because it's like yeah yeah you know I mean human absolutely I mean strive for holiness but my goodness like don't don't stay up so late like Yep. fighting sleep because you don't think that's holy like sleep is holy yeah <laughs> yes absolutely and if we don't get enough sleep we can't even be perform or 
I don't know if like performs the right way word, but like we can't like like fulfill it, callings, yeah, for the next day. You know, like mm-hmm. if we're not well rested for the following day, we're gonna be um, brain fog, scatterbrained. We're going to be all over the place and we can't even show up and serve where the Lord is calling us to that day if we don't even give ourselves permission to sleep, you know, yeah. let alone rest. And so it's like, um, yeah, give yourself that time. Like, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, <laughs> so I like to just work all the time. You can ask my husband and I'm working on that. Like I am working on cultivating rest in the mm-hmm. season that should be a season maybe that society might say is more so hustle before your baby gets here. Right. And it's like, no, like I want to rest because rest is going to look completely different um, when (laughs) baby's here. Right. And so, absolutely. um, and I was also telling Cameron, because she was talking about, we were talking about this before we started recording. um, And I told her, you have to find something that like you love to do that gives you life. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I said like, quote unquote, like find something that you can do. That's like, like play kind of in the sense of like, um, a coloring book, <laughs> you know, like just because we're, you know, you might be in your twenties doesn't mean you can't get out a coloring book and turn on, um, a childhood movie and rest. Like, you know, yeah. it, it can and be fun. It can be good and something that gives you life. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's so funny you said that. Cause I, I literally did just that like three weeks ago. I was coloring in my coloring book like I have little verses yeah. and I color in like the verses and I had tangled playing in the background I love that I absolutely did that yeah. yeah yeah and I think sometimes we have to like like once again this is us giving you permission to be a child because you know we're called to have childlike faith so why can't yes. we act like a child too like you know if you heck I don't know I don't even know what examples to give anymore but it's just like something that's going to give you life. Um, and if you are a multi-passionate person like me, who, um, is an entrepreneur, like it's really hard for me to find something to do. That's not work because I love my work and I'm so passionate about it. So it's like, how can I kind of get even more uncomfortable doing something else that I enjoy, but that's not necessarily like moving my business forward, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. so like in the summertime, like my husband and husband loves to go fishing. <laughs> His patron saying is St. Andrew. Um, and so like, I'll just go along with him. And even if I'm like, I'm not big into fishing. So even if I'm just like sitting there talking to him, like, like that's still like rest and doing something that's other, other than work or yeah. house chores. So basically your takeaway, um, we're called to be disciples and through being a disciple, we are called to be loving. Um, and that's, I mean, what it is to be a disciple. And second off, give yourself some grace and permission to rest. But absolutely, this has been so fun. It's always so fun to chat with you. I think we could always just like keep talking and talking and talking. We um, do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I. it's totally fine by me though. Um, and yeah, so in the beginning, you mentioned you're a co-host of a podcast. Um, feel free to share, you know, your social media links and, um, yeah, more about your podcast now. That'd be wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Holy Spontaneity was started by my friend Karen and I um, right as I was finishing up grad school last year. And um, it had been something that had been on my heart. Um, and finally, after a trip we took where we just decided to to go and do whatever the Lord wanted us to do, um, we finally started it. So yes, you can find us um, on Instagram at Holy Spontaneity. Um, and on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, 
And then you can find me on Instagram as well, Cameron underscore Kelly 99. <laughs> so yeah, I got to get that, that birth year in there, right? Yeah. Like, like every other person my age. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. Yes, I'll have her um, Instagram and stuff in the show description. So make sure you go follow along um, if you have any questions about St. Andrew or um, rest and how she's resting. Feel free to message message her. Um, yeah, reach out. My guests always love to hear from you guys as just as I do as well. So um, thank you for joining me today. It's been so fun yeah. to. Oh my gosh, back. Whitney. So great to be back. So great to be back. Yeah, such a joy. Hey girl, we've made it to the end of this episode of the Abundantly Yours podcast. If this episode touched your heart in any way, I would be so thankful if you could head on over to subscribe and leave me a review. That way, you'll never miss another episode. Be sure to go follow me on Instagram at abundantly.yours for more. See you next time.